Hey guys, just a pre-show announcement. If you go to blacknerdradio.com, you can get some merch. We have t-shirts, we have sweatpants, we have leggings, we have coffee mugs, we have phone cases, we have just about anything you can think of. We got it there. Also, I've been directing you guys to the website to ask questions or stuff, but it's probably a lot easier if you just go to Facebook uh, slash Black Nerd Radio Podcast.com. So go to Facebook, look up Black Nerd Radio Podcast. If you have questions, comments, you can just put it there. It's easy to, to find. It's easy to do. I mean, who actually goes to websites anymore to talk about a podcast? So, eh. So just do that. <laughs> Again, I hate doing ads, but someone's got to do them. And Marcel is. Someone's got to do them, so it might as well be me. <laughs> so, uh, go to blacknerdradio.com for merch. And go to Facebook, Blackner Radio Podcast, to make comments, requests, topics on stuff, whatever. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. I'm Marcel, and even even my wife wouldn't do that, and she loves me. And <laughs> we are Black Nerd Radio. <laughs> uh, that's Thank a you. good one, actually. I, I like those false yeah. those false starts. I was gonna do one. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's a good one. I kind of I kind of I kind of thought saying uh, it that way with those words would be like that's actually funny. What the hell were they talking about? <laughs> Uh, next time I won't bring uh, I won't uh, I won't bring attention. It would have made a better skin help it. Right, I, I know. I know. <laughs> um, we have uh, we don't have a lot to talk about, but we have a lot to talk about. Um, uh, those of you who don't know, uh, well, why would you know? Um, last week uh, it was Friday night. I had plans to go do something, and then I realized COVID, and I can't do shit. So I'm sitting at home watching TV, and I get a text from your wife mm-hmm. saying that you guys are headed to the hospital because you had, or you're at, they're at, you're at the hospital because you had a heart attack. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Yeah, dude. I'm sitting. <laughs> it was weird too. I'm sitting on the couch, and I'm like, you know, nobody's irritating me. Stephanie's playing her video game and all that stuff, and I'm like. I ordered some Burger King because I'm hungry. I, I want to eat quick. We Burger King. Hold on, Ugh. just let it. Let's let it go. It's, <laughs> it's better and worse. It's a little little, little ride here. So I want to order my damn Burger King because it was. It's like there's nothing really to eat. I got the thaw stuff and that could take a. Ah, this horse Burger King. Yeah, I get. Like, yeah, I so I and I probably didn't want to cook. So I'm sitting there. And my chest feels like, you know how sometimes you get that heartburn where you're like, and you have to pound on your chest, and then, you know, you get a nice belch, and you're like, oh, that's better. Oh, good. Right. You'll, everybody does yeah. that and gets that. That's what I thought I had. 
And five minutes go by, and I'm like, man, usually I get rid of this thing. What the hell? Ten minutes go by, and I'm like, why is it not going away? And it's starting to get more intense. You know, uh, uh, 15 minutes, I'm like, oh, my God, it's like a foot's on my chest. And I and I, oh, and I go up and tell Stephanie, like, babe, you got to help me. I, it's like someone's got a pull on my chest. Oh, yo, Elizabeth. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I thought about doing that, but I, I tried. I took it seriously as long as I could. Um, and, yeah. I, and I'm holding my chest, and she's like, what the hell? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, I keep my, it feels like it's for my stepping on my chest. It hurts. You gotta help me, please help me. Why then the the ambulance gets there, and you know, and I'm like, why won't you guys help me? Oh, we have a rule in this house: whenever the an ambulance or cop show up, Shia goes in the bathroom where she gets locked in a room. That oh yeah, yeah. I, if if one of them cops shoots my dog, they might as well shoot me too. Um, so we get to the thing, and then they lay me down, and because of whatever they think the pain is, because they told her at first it wasn't a heart attack, you know, they, they thought it was something else, you know, stress or something. And then they laid me down, and then they did one EKG, and Lay's like, all right, we're going to do another one just to make sure you're safe. And that's when they were like, okay, we need to go to the hospital now. And I told my wife that I had a blood clot in one of my arteries, uh, and it was a piece. No, as you said, it was like 90, it was like almost completely blocked, 99.99% blocked. So, so basically, I'm having a conscious, continuing, what, three-hour heart attack? It was three. It was almost like two hours, maybe. Get to the hospital, you know, and I'm like, can you guys, why won't you help me? Give me some pain meds, something. And they, they just couldn't get to stop it. And finally, the doctor came in and he, he, he shot me up with something. And then they wheeled me out. They stuck a wire. That's the bruise you saw on the right, right arm. Was uh, yeah. where, the, where they stand, yeah, where they start, they put the wire in through my vein there and all the way into my heart. And he popped the basically punctured the uh, the clot. And then he uh, put a shunt in after that. And there's certain medicine that I can't miss one day of. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. My grandmother yeah, had to take I it. I miss one day of it. It's, it's an awful thing. So, yeah. so, you know, I'm sitting in bed and I'm like, no, this didn't happen. This is ridiculous. This, this did not just happen. And I just... I, I, I just started laughing, and then all of a sudden, I was like, "Yeah, I had a ha," and it was like all of a sudden, it was just funny. And I think as your 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 mind like giving you a way to deal with it. That's what I, I'm positive. Because that's a close call, dude. You're yeah. It was a close call, and that's that's the thing that really, really, really scared me. If I'm honest with myself, is that how many dudes would thought that might have been just fucking heartburn. Yeah. Went and, and, and laid down, you know. Well, then, then I would have. Been dead, I've, you know, yeah, I've had indigestion and a heartburn before, and uh, but I think I think that's your reaction was appropriate after like fifteen minutes. You're like, okay, this isn't what it. I think it is because that usually is over in in a minute yeah, or two. Yeah, not not fifteen twenty. Exactly, that's that's a good point. I didn't I didn't think about that because that is uh, some people would have just been like, oh, eh, it's not fine. They eat their food with their chest hurting, and I'm like, no, nah, yeah. this is not right. I just kept thinking something ain't right here. I it's not supposed to hurt this bad. It's, it just still hurts, and you know. And then uh, anyway, I got to recovery, and they kept me locked up for like two days in a little prison cell. Um, but I'm not sure. I know what happened when I was when I was working and eating and having my diet and the little exercise I couldn't do because of my neck. 
Um, I was down to like 208 pounds. My stomach was completely flat. I didn't need any blood pressure medicines, nothing. And then my neck went out. Now, do you have high? You have high blood. I have when they. Yeah, I get. Yeah, I guess you could say that. I'm not sure why, but I do. And I don't know if it's the pain or something else, but you know they check me all the time, and it's like my blood pressure just just high. You know, Um, right. And and so I I just I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, it's just, I wanted to, I think, I think you're right about dealing with it because I don't, it just doesn't seem real. You know, you know right. it just doesn't seem real. It's kind of like turning 50. For especially someone like me, it's like, I've never been, and this is the stupidest thing you'll ever hear in your life. I've never been this old before. I know what you mean. And that sounds, that sounds stupid. It's, well, it does. It does. But you're talking like, uh, when I was, you know, hell, when I was 20, I thought 50 sounded old yeah. and just ancient. Yeah. And now it's it's right around the corner. And um, I don't feel as old as I thought 50 looked. It right. was. And uh, hell, I still read comic books. <laughs> but here's the thing. Uh, I think the mindset of uh, the mindset of doing that is uh you know reading comic doing all that stuff that doesn't feel like like our parents at our age seem older than we we are uh, but, but you know they didn't do half the stuff that we do but then again they were doing the stuff that they've always done so maybe it's just getting older and we're just now putting this shit no, together. that's the funny, that's the funny thing my parents my grandparents their parents they all had more testosterone than us they were they could work longer and sleep less, you know, but they didn't live very but they didn't live long at all. They burned yeah. out. And that's the thing. It's like, well, which do you want? You know, when 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 you were living the retirement age, I think at one point, not 80 years, not even 60 years ago was 55, if I'm not mistaken. 55 or 60 was a retirement age. Or was it 65? It was okay. 65. And you think, wait a minute, 65, man, that, these dudes should still be running around the block and some of these dudes having babies and all this. I mean, what, what's happening here? It's dude. I, I work with a sixty-five. I work with a sixty-five-year-old. He says he's going to retire in like three years. Because wow. <laughs> and he doesn't. He doesn't seem old to me. He's like, uh, you know, the guy still works yeah. out As, and like still has like you know looks like he could throw a good punch. Oh, he's he's still at the age where his upper body strength ain't gone, man. If that dude was a fighter. Now he's not, yeah, old yeah. man strength. There, is a, that is there a thing. That is an old man grab. He's like, holy shit, what just happened? <laughs> he's like, oh my god, I'm almost on the ground. Then you got to really snap out of it and fight this old man. Uh, but dudes <laughs> like that, man, if, even if they're in the greatest shape, they got about a minute, maybe two, before old age says, "All right, sit down. You didn't finish it." Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. you got, you got, you got about thirty back seconds. To, to back to my heart, I. The wor- the one thing that I think back on it is I know it was a close call, but I can tell you honestly, I never once was a f- was scared that this was it. I never would never even cross my mind. I was like, even when they told me it was a heart attack, I was like, oh whatever, I'll be fine. I never thought for one second this was it, not for a second, and I don't know why. That I don't know why. if that's uh, I don't know if that's arrogance or or. Uh... Or narcissism, <laughs> some or ju- <laughs> stupidity. I don't know. Yeah, I, what it, what could yeah. it be? It's, that's 
See, if wow. it was me, I would be wow. worried because for some reason, well, I don't know. It's not. I just got shitty jeans. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Parsons don't live very long, at least on my uh, on. My, yeah, they just don't. They burn out pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Now, the good ones on my grandmother's side, they, 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 they live pretty long. But my, you know, my dad checked out at 44. Wow. My mom died at 64. And, you know, I'm I'm going to be 49 this year. I'm not that far away. And, you know, it was it really was when I turned 45, it was like, you know, you know, Heather threw me a party. It was like a big yeah. deal because right. I, you know, and my sister checked out. My sister was only 42. Yeah, I hear you. I get it. So we don't we don't live very long and I am exceeding expectations. You know, when I went and got my heart, my heart, because after my sister passed, because she had a, uh, you know, a, 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 she had a, well, we found out was a, a family trait with hearts. So my grandmother had it, apparently, and Andre had it, and my dad had it, but my dad wasn't very, he was one of those guys, I think we've talked about it before, but he was one of those guys that, like, why, you know, uh, I'm not fat. I'm right. in shape. I got a six pack, so I'm healthy. But but he would do drugs and eat like every meal was the last mm-hmm. meal, even though he but but he looked like a superhero. <laughs> you know, he just did, uh, like you a- know didn't take he take he take care of himself. Actually, there there are dudes like that all over the world, man. That, that you just go like, how do you look like this with everything that you eat? Like like take for example, look at the president, former president. All the Diet Cokes, all the ketchup, all the fast food that he eats every day, every meal. How is he 74 yeah. years old? He's 70. Yeah, how is he still alive? I, I, it's got to be the best doctors, and he's probably got – he's like Dick Cheney because, you know, they, what they say, Dick Cheney for uh, – after his last uh, heart, uh, they said he didn't have a pulse anymore. He was technically yeah. dead. So, you know, that's only the best doctors and the, and, and the best uh, uh, access yeah, of health care. Because he should be dead or or at least have had a heart attack. And then you come back to me and I'm like, wait a minute. I, I, I try to eat healthy to a certain point. I mean, I quit smoking. I, I mean, and this guy, look at how he's looking at him. Yeah. I don't look that bad, but he didn't. Oh, I was so pissed. But I've, like I said, I can tell Stephanie knows that I've always thought that I'm going to die in a one man car crash. You know, never, not with this. And I think that's part of what made me not be scared because I feel like I've already read read the end of my book. And uh-huh. this this isn't how the book's supposed to end. This is just another part of a chapter. And so I'm making fun of it. You know, I, I just never, it's just, it never dawned on me that this could be it. You know, uh, never, not once. Not for a millisecond. And that may make me, like you said, arrogant, narcissistic. I won't tell you, but and also one of the times I was thinking, I only thought this once. I was like, and plus, how's this world gonna react? You know, what's gonna happen? Oh, I, I, I see I've said that out loud before, <laughs> but even in this situation where I could be I could die, I'm going, I can't die now. What's happened gonna happen to the world? And I just kept on like, oh, after that, I was like, oh, my chest hurts. But I actually said that out loud. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was talking to Stephanie. She was like, well, we'll just be prepared for the next rest of your life of stories of how he beat death. (laughs) (laughs) In submission. 
about my doctor asked, so what are you gonna tell everybody? I was like, I don't know. I'm trying to find some epic story to, to tell people, you know, that I rescued a uh you know some squirrels and a cat out of a tree that had been treed by a by a coyote family that I had to beat up or something, and then I don't know. I, I was just trying to think, how can I make this just, just huge and full of bravado? And then I'm like, I don't know, it's just I was wearing Burger King and my chest started hurting. That sucks. You know? It sucks. That's like, it's so, that's just so not right, you know, someone to go out like that. But a lot of people do, you know? You know, like like my grandmother, she's 95, and every time Stephanie sees her, she's like, I'm getting old, child. Like, you're going to make 100. I don't, and she always says, I don't want to make 100. Granny. I don't. Well, she's like, I hurt. It hurts to do everything. (laughs) You know what's funny is it doesn't. This woman could probably still drive her car. I would never let her drive her car. And me and my dad, my dad and my uncle, please don't physical war over that. I'm not letting her get in the car. She's too old. Yeah, that's just that's not like that one brother who was um he died a little while ago. Was the oldest uh, World War One or the World War Two vet. Yeah, it was yeah. one hundred sixty. He was driving till he died. That is insane. Who gave Said him he passed a license? every test? And I'm like, to me, that no, I'll give you passion, old man. You're sitting down. Your reflexes yeah. are too slow. I mean, you might be mentally aware, sharp, like uh, Heather's granddad, uh, yeah, Otto. You know, um, he was you know ninety ninety one when he passed, but he you know he was sharp as a tack. I remember when the, he was talking. We were talking about Obama, and, and he's like, "I never thought as in my lifetime I would see a black president." And he was talking about how things were when he was a kid, you know. And you know, he voted for Obama, so it wasn't like that nigger's in office. He wasn't doing that kind of stuff. <laughs> no, he was like, uh, "This is awesome." Hold on, you know? hold on, hold on. All I can and, hear but, from that is like him coming over, going, "Hey, nigger, you want to hear a story about a nigger that I didn't think would be president?" <laughs> Yeah, you know, that's all I can think of when you said that. I, I shouldn't, uh, considering a vast majority of people listening to us are white, I shouldn't be laughing at that. But it's, that's it's hilarious, dude. You got an old man sitting out there just saying that to you. I, I couldn't even be bad. I would just laugh. Oh, dude, uh, let me. Oh, sorry, let me oh, oh, I'll go back. There's a No, I have another story about, about them. Hold on. I just wanted to get this thought out, and I'll go back. But, um, yeah, he he was ninety one. He was sharp as a tack. Could hold a political conversation about current events. Couldn't see more than five inches past his nose. Uh, there's no way I'd let him drive. So just you know, even if he passed a test, and, 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 and you know his reflexes or his reaction time That's is too slow. To if I could kill you with a punch to the chest, no. you can't drive. I would let a ten year old <laughs> drive. Why would I let you drive? It's the same thing. Sorry. Exactly, but uh, 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 one, uh, back when Heather and I were dating, we went and stayed a weekend with you know she would introduce me to her grandparents, and so we started going up there like every like at least once a month we'd make a trek up there and stay a weekend. And um, I'm right here. Hello. Okay, you were just so quiet. I didn't know. Um, so uh, uh, we're going through. We're sitting. This all happened in one 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 evening. We're all sitting around and uh, we're just talking and her mom has, her grandmother has a box of like a bunch of old stuff she was going through and she came across, you know, this woman at the time was okay. 88 and uh, she came across a book 
a little book, a diary or journal um, of her great grandmother. Oh, no, of her oh, grandmother. Okay. So that's like, you know, 150. That's, uh, that's late. Know, her, yeah, her. That's a it's late at least. A, times. Yeah. yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, look going through a book of her grandmother and she was talking, you know, because Heather's family migrated, you know, from Germany and then they went, you know, once they got out of the East Coast, they went, they were on the Oregon Trail. So she got this big, vast family history. Yeah. Kind of jealous about that because mine's kind of, it's kind of stops, yeah. you know, at a certain point. I don't know what yeah, happened <laughs> for about that's, 200 years. Yeah, just, 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 just missing. Yep. Then it goes back to these <laughs> people that live on another continent. And I don't know what the hell this means, but whatever, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but, um, so we're 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 taking turns just reading excerpts so ex- excerpts from it, and if she hands it to me, you just you know just open up a page and start reading, and so I'm reading, and I shit you not, uh, Heather Heather could attest to this. I'm reading it, and it was like you know I mm-hmm. I'm paraphrasing, uh, but it was like to the effect of well we're on day something something at this house and we're going to, you know make the trek to Oregon or whatever. And uh, we met this nice little family, and they had two little <laughs> nigger babies. <laughs> and I, I and I was reading out loud, and I was like, and they had two little nigger babies. It left my mouth before I realized what I was reading. And I was like, and I just closed the book. It's like, oh I think we're God. done with this part of the evening. Oh <laughs> and her, her, her grandfather was like, yeah, yeah. I think this is a good place to stop. Oh my god, her grandmother. So that's, that's that's at least that's almost two. It could be up to two hundred years ago that that shit was yeah. between the, that then and two hundred years ago is when that stuff was written. And it's like you go, wait, yeah, this was common when she was a child and a kid. Hey, you know, yeah. you got your best friend. Hey, this is my best friend, nigger Joe. He is the best man at my <laughs> wedding. I would die for Nigger, nigger Joe here. You understand that? I would kill fuck? and burn houses down for Nigger Joe. I love Nigger Joe. Okay? <laughs> he, 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 he is Christ. my blood. He is my friend. And- <laughs> well, you're not saying anything Uncle Tom's Cabin hasn't said in like... Exactly. And, and- uh- <laughs> We had and, to read and that you know what's funny? School. If I didn't know that part of history, I would have probably gone to jail when that when this big Texan dude called me boy at one of them at a job I had. And I was like, wait, wait, don't get angry yet. I sent him over to a white dude. He said, he said, Hey, hey boy, come here for a second. That fine man, the like- fine man behind me <laughs> wanted wanted you to tell me where this is. And I was like, Okay. Whew, I almost knocked his teeth out when he pulled it. It's like, yeah. oh, he and see, that's the thing about him. using that word back <laughs> then. It was like, it wasn't meant to harm sometimes, it was meant to describe. <laughs> well, it's just the same. I think we've talked about this. <laughs> it's a noun. <laughs> it's <Exactly>. a noun. <laughs> it's a noun. Oh, God, that's horrible. But, but that's how they it. Like, it's like, way but, you read it out of, out of that book. That's exactly what. Oh, and then. And then, like twenty minutes later, I'm sitting in a chair. By the way, at their house, that is over a wow. hundred years old. I didn't know this, but it was so. It was like it wasn't. It may not have been her grandmother's, but it was probably her mom's chair. And I'm just sitting there, and, and he uh, and her grandma's like, "Well, I wouldn't have, uh, I wouldn't have brought that out if I knew that was in there." <laughs> 
And then, so like a five minutes go by and I'm not moving. I'm just sitting and then the chair just breaks and collapses. It, like, like I was Chris Farley doing a, like a prop fall. The chair just crumbles under me and I fall back and they're like, everyone jumps up like, Oh my God, are you okay? And, and, and her mom's like, her grandma was like, Oh, that chair's a hundred years old. Oh, well, I was like, oh Jesus! I felt so bad, but I was like, after reading, after reading Nigger Babies, I was like, I think we're even tonight. <laughs> and you could have pre, you could have, you could have, you could have pre-read this shit. You could have, <laughs> I knew I was gonna break this chair. Ah, I was like, the, I was like the hot race who built the chair doesn't uh, want in no more. I can't stand no more. <laughs> oh Jesus. Oh god. Well, yeah. Well, anyway, it's been an interesting. <laughs> it's been interesting. Um, I'm taking a whole shit ton of medicine uh, that I wasn't taking before. Yeah. It's a lot of it. And then I got my my regular doctor visit uh, next week, and it's uh, it was just interesting. I I don't even know where to really go from here, other than the, I know what to cut back on. I know I need to add in. But other than that, it's like. Uh-huh. You need more them. leafy we greens. We got them in there. I, I used to eat them all the time, you know, but I don't anymore. You know, I stopped. Completely stopped. Yeah. yeah well, the older we get, I the know. It would be the opposite. <laughs> would you love it if it was the opposite, where you had to eat healthy as a kid, oh, as a child, and a teenager, young adult, then you hit 50, and it's like, all right, your body's like, body body needs some Snickers and some, and some Ben and Jerry's and all this. Oh, that would be fantastic. That would be life. To live life like that to the end. <laughs> and also, your metabolism is so fast. You're like a teenager. You don't even get fat. No, oh, I'm talking about if we could do it the way I wanted to. You know, you, like, you wouldn't even get oh. fat. Like, I love this way of dying. <laughs> you, you die with a you die oh, at 95 years old with a rippled six pack and 22 inch guns. You know, I'd be great. Well. I don't know. All, all jokes aside, I am glad you pulled through. I right. was actually worried. I was like, oh, wow, I actually do like that guy. I'm worried. That almost hurt. Too. <laughs> I think I like the guy. I'm worried. Oh, he's... man. Yeah, I guess, he's, I guess yeah. he really is my friend. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, this was this whole episode's all about you, I guess. But I had some questions I wanted to ask you that I didn't ask you last week because we just we was talked too much and and just didn't get on uh, didn't get to be able to uh, cover it. So it's just ten fun questions to ask on podcasts. I found this on some pod on some website podcast questions. I was like, I didn't know that was yeah, a thing, as, but apparently it is. So I I picked out ten and I'm going to ask you ten. All right, number one, on a scale of the one to ten, how strict were your parents? Scale of one to ten, let me think. I gotta think real hard about it. Uh, I'd say probably a seven and a half, eight. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. That's not too bad. Yeah, my mom, my mom was pretty. Sh- I mean, uh, it's it weird. I'd say about an eight for my mom because. She was she wasn't like strict, but the punishments were severe. So like you had this much leeway. Uh, perfect example, and then we'll move on. Uh, I remember 
I've always been, I mean, I, I'm better about it now as I get older, but when I was a kid, uh, I probably, I could get by on yep. four yeah. hours a day. Easy. I mean, now it's not that much better. Seven hours is all I really need. And I'm operating on I'm full, you know, six hours actually. But, um, I try to get seven, but, um, I remember, and I was always up before my alarm. I always stayed up late. You know, it was always an issue. My mom t- to get me to go to bed. So she's like, I'm tired of fighting with you about going to bed and then seeing you're already up reading or whatever. If you can get yourself up, uh, you have no bedtime. Andrea was a different story because she she'd sleep all day if you she let her. Night out. So uh, she had a bedtime, and this I was like, I was Eloise's age. I was like nine, nine or ten, and. Uh, yeah, I am a night owl, but it's she. So I just would, you know, this went on for a good month or so. I would stay up late, watch my shows or whatever, and then go to bed and get up before, even before they got up. And so it was never an issue um, until one day, one day, it wasn't like it was a habit, one goddamn time. I overslept. <laughs> uh, the alarm was woke me up, and I guess I hit snooze and. And uh, one too many times. So instead of just like waking me up or saying, hey, you know, keep this up. You, you know, I'll take that privilege away, which would have been reasonable. I, <laughs> I was awakened by uh, she got we had these she had this big soup or stew pot. It was probably uh, probably about a two gallon pot. She filled it up with cold water. And just dumped it on me. Two gallons of oh, because water. You, how long did you oversleep for? Oh, wow. Oh, about I, 15 I, minutes. I, I, you know, oh, by the way, school was across the street. So it wasn't like, even if I got my shit together, in t- if I, even if I had 10 minutes, oh, wow. <laughs> I could get dressed as a kid. You know, you don't give a shit about how that much how you look. So I would have thrown some clothes on, been out the door. And... And and in class in ten minutes, but you know, so yeah, so my mom, but she gave a lot of leeway, but punishments were severe and exact and non-negotiable. So I say she was an eight, uh, eight or nine. Let me give you this retort. I my my mother was was like um, Joe Coy's mother. You you just let oh, okay. you and you're like, oh my god, would you just slit my throat, please? Stop. Like, yeah. Can I just take just the beating? Kill me. This is enough. Oh. If, if no, there's no talking just, in that, right? Just, just, <laughs> and she lays on the guilt. You're like, oh my god. You just why you just feel yourself getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And then she goes like, okay. And you're like, okay. All my spirit's been broken. I'll go lay down now. <laughs> it's like you got nothing left, man. No, no. Just, just hit me, please. It'd be much easier, much quicker. Oh my God! Um, here's one. Uh, who was your worst teacher and why? Who's the worst teacher you ever had oh, in high school? Oh, wow, no! I, oh God, and, there are two of them. And but why? I've told the one about the. I told the one about the child uh, to the, the the child master. What is that? Yes, you've said in in, in the past. Yeah, okay. I wanted to make sure I mentioned that. Okay. Now, so I've mentioned him, so I'll move over to Mrs. Pasternak. She was an alcoholic and she was horribly 
physically abusive to us kids. She physically, she physically? grabbed Robbie Edwards. We've talked about him that we both know Robbie Edwards. Oh, yeah, that's right. Both. Yeah. That, yep. uh, and and now I remember this My Robbie Edwards is a murderer. Though. Yeah, it was. Uh. <laughs> yeah, mine is. Uh, he was he was a. He was a rough, you know. He was a, one yeah. of those shit kicking dudes, always looking for a fight. Yeah, but he kind of mellowed out in his old age. Um, she picked him Jesus. up for reasons I can't recall, and then threw him into the chalkboard, and the chalkboard split. She hit him so hard. I had I never told my mother this. She doesn't listen to these podcasts, so it doesn't matter. And plus, it was so long ago. It was like fourth grade. I. Exactly. Yeah, statute of limitations is yeah, long. She's exactly. probably dead. She's so probably dead I had now. a piece of paper under my foot because <laughs> I saw this in a movie on how to cheat on a test. So I did that, and I'm looking at some answers, and I see her coming around, and she looked down at somebody's um somebody's desk. I slid the cheat sheet over to this girl's desk named Kayla Springfield, and Kayla wasn't cheating. Okay, she's just sitting there writing, and Miss Pasternak saw that on the ground. She put her hand up. She hit Kayla's desk so hard. Kayla pissed herself. She pissed. Oh my god! She pissed How herself. Last still- one. Me and this dude named, named Kyle. I can't remember his last name. Um, we're 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 stitching our part of uh of our class's uh flag, and he said something to me. I said something back, and he stabbed me twice with the, with the needles. I hit him with a double overhand left and a, and a right to the chest and then stabbed him with it. You know, you want to know how oh, responsible geez. this lady teacher was? <laughs> she said, you guys take yourselves to the principal's office. And you don't have to tile all and, the way down. Fight, fight, fight the whole way. Yeah, fight, fight the whole way there, too. Entire way, banging <laughs> on classroom doors, you know, until we got there. And I'm like, how does this woman even keep her? And there's so many other things she did too that was did I that would take forever to talk about. But worst person, worst teacher I've ever had. Top that. Come at me, bro. Come at. Me. <laughs> um, I see. I I don't. I'm surprised no one has like said like one of the students said something to a parent because if that should happen at my school. You know how fast my mom would have been down there? They were my mom had a reputation, not for like being and not for like, you know, just coming in and screaming and hollering. She would only we knew not our claims that if we ever had any issue with a teacher, they had better be true and just and correct. Because if she goes out there and makes oh, she's coming, like a fool, you're dead. Don't lie. You're dead. Don't lie. You're dead. So yeah, so Andre and oh, I never we, we would only go to the teach you know to go to her about a teacher if it was serious, and uh, he wasn't a teacher; mm. he was a vice principal. He was a piece of shit. His name it was a middle it was the eighth grade. His name was I forget his name, but you know this is nine you know, eighth grade nineteen so it's like eighty five eighty six, yeah eighty six. If I'm in eighth grade. So um, he looked like he had blonde hair and a mustache. He looked like a short okay. Larry <laughs> Bird. And uh, I remember that time uh, Swatch watches were real popular. 
uh, I remember he he he's just always he was just a sh- he was it was it was clear he was a racist because he only had issues with uh, the black kids and we had a large um, Samoan community at the time so there was a lot of Samoan kids there and met and Hispanic kids he only had a problem with the brown kids all oh, the white boy. kids didn't matter and then um, I remember one time so uh, out of the blue. One of the um, uh, some kid it was missing his watch. Watch now he didn't accuse mm-hmm. me at all. He, he, he you know, but uh, uh, the principal came to the, our class and asked me to come out. I'm the only black right. kid in class, by the way. And uh, and he's, he's over the over the course of uh, you know, over the year he's always fucked and nitpicked and done whatever. But he has me come to his office, and I'm thinking something's like wrong at home, and he doesn't want to tell me in front of anybody, you know. And he goes, uh, "There's a swatch watch, so and so. That's a kid's name. Uh, well, at least I don't think the kid accused me, but he could have said something to the teacher. But he didn't, you know. He would have the kind of kid he was. He would have come yeah. to me and said, hey, is that mine?' So this is totally um, the principal being a white knight, and he's like." Um, and he told me what his swatch watch looks like. And I noticed you have one. And you never had one last week. And I was like, well, this is new. I got it over the weekend. And uh, it's mine. And he's like, yeah, well, it's real funny how you, I never saw you with one. But now you have one. And the one's missing. It's like, I, I'm just throwing out a name. I can't remember the kid's name. I was like, did, did Pat tell you that? And did he tell you I stole it? He's like, no, this has nothing to do with Pat. This is something I noticed about you. And I know his watch is missing, and he didn't come to me about you, but I think you took his watch. I was like, so I'm, I'm going to have to ask you to take that off. No. I was like, yeah, no, I'm not taking this off. It's mine. And he's like, take it off, or we can, or, um, or we can call your parents. I was like, please do. And I pushed the phone towards him. Oh. <laughs> and he was like, and he he had dealt with my mom in the past, but he'd forgotten. And I was like, "Please, please do." And he's like, "He wouldn't call my bluff if this, you know, if this was a dead end." So he's like, "There's no need for us to, uh, you know, what? You just keep your watch on, and we'll get to the bottom of this." I was like, "Yeah, yeah, we will." Yeah, like, he he should not have been a principal. No, he should you not have worked with kids. Because if I was a if I was a weaker kid, I'd be bullied out. I'd, oh, you'd I'd have lost the watch. He probably might have kept it himself. Um. Yeah, or just you know, so he he was like he was. I wasn't a teacher, yeah, but he was it. the we worst. I'll have that, but all right. What's um, the next one? <clears throat> what what was who was your favorite teacher and mm. why? You know, I don't believe I ever had a favorite teacher. I had one that I always liked, and I defended once. Was a uh, what was her name? Uh, Delaney, I think it's her name, Miss Delaney. Yes. That's her name. She taught me in school. Uh, she was the teacher when I cut my hair and blamed it on the girl behind me or next to me. Uh, and her and I, you know, had oh. a little thing, you know. But I remember seeing her in her office one day crying. And I was like, yeah, okay, Miss Delaney. And I'm just a tiny kid, you know, third grade. So I probably sounded, are you okay, Miss Delaney? <laughs> and she, uh, apparently her son uh, slipped in the bathtub. Hit his head on uh, on the uh, the faucet and was in a coma. 
that's why she was crying. Oh, you know? Jesus. And I was like, I said to her, it's okay. You'll get, he'll get better. And I only remember this because he died two days later. And oh, I felt so God, bad for her. Rough. And then I get to the next, I get to Columbia Whitaker. She taught me a Fabian. I get to Colum- I know it's Whitaker actually. I get to Whitaker and she's a seventh grade teacher there. I was like, oh my God, Mr. Lady, hi. And she's like, yeah, I didn't know you were school. I was like, yeah, I go to school here. And I, I, I protected her or tried to in a fight between these two guys who one of the guys said, I want to go home today. Marcel, are you going to help me? I was like, I'm not going to help you go home. Just leave me alone. And he turned to the dude and said, hey, I heard your grandma died last week. Yeah, she died because I fucked her to death. And the dude went, what you say about my grandma? You heard me. He said, he said, oh he said, you God. heard me, motherfucker. And then he said, all right, Marcel, I'll catch you on. The, I'll catch you in a couple days. And they went and fought. And Mr. Laney tried to, the point oh is she God. tried to break it up. The guy whose grandmother died was in such a rage that he still thought that was her, hit her square in her nose and knocked her cold out. I dive over there as they're rolling around each other, trying to like keep them off of her. I pull her over to the side, you know, and I'm like, oh my gosh, she's out. They got towels and everything. And then these two idiots are fighting in the classroom. They finally make it out of the classroom. And I'm going outside yelling at what's wrong with you two? And then I'm not gonna say his name, but the dude, the first guy who wanted to go home, he looked at me and said, "You will help me out, brain or not?" This is in a full fight. I mean, punches being thrown. He looked at me calmly and said, "You will help me out, brain?" I said, "I told you, this is your shit." I'm actually yelling at it, but this is your shit. You wanted to go home, handle it. He's like, "I still love you, dog." And he grabbed this dude, hit him like three or four times, and the fight was over. He was on the ground, just unconscious. And I'm like, you could have done that the whole time. He said, yeah, but I just want to see if you help me. Not like this. Like We already had this conversation. I've never gotten guys who could be like that in fights. Because when I fight, it's I just want to make sure you don't want to fight me again. But if you're that comfortable with violence, yeah, exactly. I don't want to fight these you. Are the people I work with <laughs> who are that comfortable about kicking your ass, slitting your throat, or whatever it needs to be done. I grew up with that. I remember, remember that, remember that, um, you remember that, that club, the uh, Satyricon? No, I don't actually. In Portland, down, Satyricon was like a real popular venue for like independent bands and, and, uh, you know, uh, independent rappers and stuff. All through the 80s and all through the the 90s. Maybe if I did, I don't remember. If I did, I I, I, don't remember it. I just don't remember it at all. Oh. Well I, well, I remember I was there to see uh, Suicidal Tendencies play, and uh, there was a bouncer out front, you know, letting people in, you know, after you get through the ticket booth, you, you know, you just, he was this, you know, capacity guy. He was this big, big, uh, like, uh, like bodybuilder dude. And uh, he's just nothing. He looks like he could fuck some shit up, and he's big. And he's bald, and he's got nothing about him says says uh, you know gay uh, or soft. And but he's got like uh, he's got like a tight t shirt on, you know, tight jeans, like he's ready to fight, and uh, arms crossed, lipstick on, just lipstick. And uh, the one of the girls we were with, she's like, "What? Why?" Are you, why are you wearing lipstick? You nothing about you says gay. He's like, all his response was, "It helps me get in fights." I was like, 
And I remember thinking, Ugh. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, I had this. I remember thinking then, I was like, this guy can't wait for someone to say some shit. I'm glad it was her. Oh, he asked the question instead of one of us. Yeah, you would have been a problem all over the place. Say that? Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I'm so glad she asked because I didn't. I, I this guy was just waiting for someone to ask some wow. crazy shit. All right. Okay. Next. <laughs> All right. Um. Oh, you know what? I had a favorite teacher. Uh, I'll be real quick. I had two actually. One was Mr. Lindsay. He was our English teacher. He was this old burnout hippie, and this was you know back in ninety, eighty nine, ninety. So uh, he had a. He was just a really soft spoken guy. Oh, yeah. you remember Beavis and Butthead, right? He was the spitting image of that hippie teacher, down to wearing oh, tie dye yeah. t shirts yeah, okay. and 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 respecting boundaries. He was that guy, but he was an older dude. You know, he was a hippie in the sixties, and it just never left. But he was a good English teacher. I mean, he was. Uh, I think I told you one time a kid. You know, was reading. You know, we had to do a book report on a book we chose to read. And, you know, it was like, oh, great. We just finished catching a ride. We can actually mm-hmm. read something we want to read. So, uh, so um, you know, we'd have like 15 minutes of us just reading our books in there. And um, there's one guy, Dave, and Dave had uh, he had like, I forget the book he was masking it with. He had a cover, but the inside of the book was, uh, it was called Cuban Captive. And, uh, and, uh, Mr. Lindsay looked over, just walking through the aisles, looked over his shoulder and saw a few words like, what? And he went back and goes, what is that book? And he's like, you know, and he thought, well, I'm caught. I'm going to, you know, get detention or whatever. And he's like, no, you finish reading your book. And when we, to the end, and when we get to book report time, I want you to do a book report on this book. And it better be a G rated review or you'll get a straight F. And what you know, this book was, you know, it was going to be part of our grade for the quarter. So this book report. So he made him, you know, so other other teacher would have taken the book. He would have, you know, called his parents or some shit. But no, he just made him do a book report on this, (laughs) on this fuck book. Wow. (laughs) Uh, But he had this, uh, I remember he had this roommate, uh, his roommate uh, for like Uh, 15 years. And we were asking him, we're like, uh, come on, is he really a roommate? He's like, you know, one day when you guys are all out of school and my job isn't on the line, we'll talk about it. Uh, my job's <laughs> on the line. Uh. Hey, you fast forward three years later, uh, um, I run into him at Fred Myers with his partner. And I was like, hey, we're not in school anymore. And he's like, all right. This is so he introduced yeah. me to him. I was, it was pretty cool. I really liked him. Another guy, uh, one more, and I'll move on. It making this way too long, but um, was Mister Hutch. Mister Hutch was the first teacher in you know. This is uh, I was a junior in high school, but he was the first teacher in, that I had for history in elementary school, middle school, or high school. That was like, okay, this is what they tell me to teach you, and this is what probably happened. And he was the first, it was the first time he, he, we did a thing on Christopher Columbus. He oh. had nothing nice to say. And this is in the nineties when you still had to give that facade. You know, we still had Columbus day back then. You know, he still wasn't like yeah, I think founders day or whatever, day. you know, indigenous day. Yeah. 
So they were still perpetuating that lie. And uh, he was like, no, you know, this is probably what happened. And then we talked about, we talked about the civil war and he was like, don't let anyone tell you it was about states rights. So he says that was only part of it. And the real, you know, they wanted, yeah, they wanted states' rights to own slaves. <laughs> and he, he was the first, he was the first teacher I had to right. broke everything down, and just cut through the bullshit. And uh, and uh, he made me a fan of history from that yeah. point on. I was one thing I love is when people do say states' rights was the thing. I was like, yeah, they wanted to keep the states' rights to own black people. What are you talking about? Yeah, That's what that they is, meant when they said know, states' rights. They wanted the state, to, the states, to be able to say we can have slaves. Yeah, because they, they realized that's it became about that because when they realized the North wasn't gonna wasn't gonna do it, wasn't gonna you know, you know, own slaves too. It was like, well, you guys can like, just no, let us have. That's ours. not how this works. And the, and the North was like, that's not how this works. Okay, we are a united nation. We're not just some small countries together. No, you get rid of your slaves, or we're coming in. And, you know, and I, I love the argument where people were like, well, uh, you think really they're going to kill, you know, that was the most bloodiest war, people killing brother, killing brother, just to have some slaves. Yeah. It was like, yes, you forget. You forget the South was oh, prosperous because of it. They had like, they had free labor. They were, they were, they were the, they were the hedge fund guys of today. They were, you know, they were, you know, essentially billionaires or multimillionaires. That saw all of this and going the, away. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna fight to keep it, and they're gonna talk all the poor people into thinking this could be you. You gotta help us our our way of life. Just like it's kind of parallel to what's going on now. I, it's so ridiculous, man. I mean, it just. Uh, all right, what's the what's the next? Oh, that's fine. All that's right, fine. yeah, I didn't mean to take it that way. I couldn't help. All right, uh, this is a fun one. What was your favorite toy growing up? Hmm. I don't know. I guess it would be if I really had to think the ones that I liked the most. I, a bike doesn't count as a toy. That's too easy. Um, I, I want to say I liked our lawn darts that we had. Those were fun. I could throw them into trees. Really? I could, I could get mad at somebody and throw them no, at them, no, you know, and hope to God, you know, not realize I could kill somebody <laughs> with that thing. Uh, Jesus. That's crazy. Yeah. That we you, had I bet if you showed, I bet if you showed like Eloise, <laughs> these were toys we could. That's a toy we could play with. She was like, what, "What's wrong with you, Dad? Why would you want to play with something like this?" Like, I don't know. That's what we did. We <laughs> were bored. What the hell? I remember. You know? I, rem I remember. Um, <laughs> I was uh, Claire had a bunch of antique toys. You know, because she was an antique dealer, and uh, one of them was. Uh, 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 a toy iron. That's a toy electric iron. And then I looked at it and I was like, this is just yeah. an iron, but smaller. And she was like, it was yeah. a real iron. <laughs> <laughs> it, all it was, was, it was just, it was just small for a little kid, but it was a real iron. It had a cord. You plugged it in. I was like, you want to know, you know like, what yeah. else I noticed? I was thinking about from being a kid because my mother still has some of the old furniture she had when I was a baby uh, or a little kid in the house. Every table seemed to have a, a sharp edge, didn't it? Now you look around and oh, they're all yeah. most almost all more rounded because they don't want kids smashing their skulls into it. But when it was us, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah, you live and learn. You know, you and have you your first kid. That. 
you learn you learn what not to do by the good. time the second and third one come. And I, I was like, <laughs> I've hit my head on corners of tables. I can't even count how many times you've done it running to the house. And now I look at they're like they're all rounded. I, I didn't even notice that until you started talking yeah. about something and it was like it hit me. They're all rounded now. That's so weird. All right, anyway, yeah. I was just, I was, just, I was, I was, I was a, uh, an outlier. Um, I why, but. um, for me, I had a when I was 10, I had an electric train set and I loved that thing. I played with that thing so I was probably, 13. oh, yeah, I remember, I remember train sets. We didn't, uh, I never, I never liked trains like a lot of my friends did, but there were a lot of them around. Uh, I can remember, but yeah, yeah, all right, um. What is your biggest pet peeve? Oh God, can I really? <laughs> Just one. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't. I I don't know. I, I I think if like I had this one lady, she wouldn't stop humming at work, and I was having a shitty day, and so. From that point forward, if I heard anybody hum, I'd cuss them out. So I guess humming, <laughs> and not not in real oh life, but in like a workplace. <laughs> because I have I have so many okay pet peeves. Oh, here's one that I don't like, and it's happened a few times. Is when the it was when the when the person behind the counter. This was a long time ago, kids, when we used to use cash instead of debit cards or phones. You know, I bought something with some cash and all that, and she uh, <laughs> three other people were buying stuff with money, obviously, and they. She put the change in her hands, whatever. She saw me. She put the change on the counter and started pushing the piece of change one at a time over to me. I law I cussed her up and down. I called the manager, and the manager looked at her and said, Ugh. Why are you still doing this? And I'm like, You just said that out loud. He said oh, that so out loud. <laughs> yeah. And so it was really a problem. Yeah, he didn't. <laughs> he, he, didn't he looked care at her like her. he looked, he said, I'm sorry. She's <laughs> on her last bit with this. I can't do this anymore. And then he left. And I'm sitting there, but I don't feel better or have been compensated for this. What what is happening right now? <laughs> and I just like, ah, fuck it. I don't care. I'm out the door. Just, you almost I became almost, a Karen. Hello. Yeah, but I, I am not I, satisfied. I better of it. it was over like 65 cents. He yelled at her. I don't want her to get fired because this may be the only way she can keep a roof over her head. She's just a little bit of a Bitch, you know, and, and, and right. why would I tell him to come back when it was obvious he was really pissed off? I got what I, I needed. She got yelled at. Who knows who'll do it again? Well, well, why do I need him to come back? Why would why would a Karen want him to come back? Yeah, uh, is you to get a gift card? Is that what it is? Now you want to make this dude's day even worse when you don't deserve money for this? You just deserve a oh god, I'm sorry. Uh oh, these Karens, boy, I tell you, they just. Oh. <laughs> All right, let's move on. <laughs> um, you know, for me, it's it's, it's real simple. I people yeah. with bo. Oh my god, it's not yeah, hard. It's wash your ass, especially if you got to work in a tight space with somebody. Oh my god, I just I that that'll I'll end friendships over someone who's obsessive. And BO. if you're going man, out, I can't handle it. Clean yourself up, man. And the most the most important thing is, and yeah. my dad learned this the hard way. Um. Is you got to wash your clothes. Um, he basically, him and his friends assaulted this one guy with uh, bars of soap and hot water because he he was funky, funky all the time. And then when they didn't, somebody smelled his clothes and they went, "Oh my god, he doesn't wash his clothes." That's what we're smelling. And he's like, "I tried to tell you 
and he just lost it. You know, I mean, obviously I would too, but um, that he didn't understand that a lot of times it's not the body funk, it's the clothes funk that gets you. You know, I mean, if if you don't, if you wash your body yeah. and put on clean, dirty clothes, you're gonna, yeah, yeah, you're dirty again. And, and if you what? do it the reverse way, <laughs> you'll smell again. good for about twenty minutes. And then you'll then you'll smell even worse, but it will cover yeah. you up for a few minutes for about twenty minutes though. <laughs> Just clean clothes and everything, and then, then you're out. Yeah. You'll be fine. But once that funk gets in that all in them, oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be disgusting. I hope you're back home. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I'm not a fan of that either. All right. What? Here's an, uh, another one. What accomplishment are you most proud of? It doesn't have to be anything super big, but just something you didn't think you could do that you did. Okay. Um, oh, what am I most proud of? Huh? Uh, well, it's been a while, but I guess I guess I could I guess I could say that. Uh, what did I get in that game? Forty eight points. In the, I got forty eight points in a college basketball game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was. A, oh, I had a twenty nine point first quarter. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, first half, first half, and then I just kept going, and I ended up uh, with like 48, 49, something like that. Um, best game I ever had. I mean, it was like I've had games that the audience and my friends thought were better, but that game I felt like I, I could, I, mm-hmm. my, my offensive part of the game was as perfect as it could get. That Marcel there could have walked into any NBA camp and made a team. You know, if I could be like that. If I was like that every day from 18 to 35, you wouldn't know me. I'd have been in I'd have been in the league. I may have been on the bench, but I would have played in the league for about 13, 14 years. That's how good that guy was that day. That's not who he normally is, uh, but that day, okay. holy hell. I could, I could throw the ball up backwards. You like to do it in those stupid videos. You throw it up behind your head, it goes in. It was like I was shooting, it was like I was shooting into a, 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 a you know a beach ball into the fucking ocean and I'm already in the middle of the ocean. That's how it felt. You know, I can't miss. And I didn't. It's like, I can't miss. This is ridiculous. What is happening to me? I can't miss. Uh, I was so confused. I couldn't even soak in my teammates jumping on me, yelling at me. I was like, no, no, no. I got to figure this shit out. What happened? You know, I've never had this happen before. Oh, it was great. But yeah, that's probably my priority. I'm, I'm a little guess. Yours is Eloise, right? Damn. Oh uh, no, no. I mean, yes, of course. That would be the thing to say, but I was I didn't want to go that e, if you ever listen to this. pretentious with it. You don't yeah. know. E, if you ever Be listen to this, I was father. trying to get him to say you're not his most important uh, accomplishment, but he didn't he didn't take the bait. <laughs> Just in case he listens to that down the road sometime. <laughs> what is wrong with him? <laughs> but um I remember when I had to get my oh, CDL. Yeah, uh, I didn't. I didn't think. I didn't think it was gonna be that big of a deal until I realized I was doing it in two weeks. I had to. The, the, the information you have to absorb. It's literally a book as thick that. as the phone book. Yeah. I mean, it is so many rules and regulations. And you know, most people take two, three weeks in school. I had two weeks, and I'm not a full day either. Like five hours a day to actually go to the facility and learn. And um, they're, they're like, well, you know, based on your pre-test, we think you can you know, have this accelerated program. And so, you know, at the time I, I get, you know, to take the class, it was um, 
It's like twenty five hundred bucks, and I didn't have that kind. Of, and I didn't have that kind of money then. It was hard to, you know, I was, you know, I was early twenties, and uh, so I had to. I absorbed all this stuff in and mm-hmm. uh, you know two weeks. I mean, and what sucks is you, you have to know all of it because if you you get you can take the test three times and then you're oh, just wow. done for the year, and uh, or twice. I'm sorry, not three times, twice. But the test you get if you fail the first time will not be the test you get when you take it the second. It'll be a different mm-hmm. test, different well, questions. Thought, oh, it should be that. You know, you don't want Just to as important. It. Yeah. But um, I, out of that fear, I didn't think I, I honestly didn't think I could absorb all that stuff. And uh, I did. I mean, I, I, I took the test and I got a 99. Wow, that, nice. So That's first try. And, and, and then, you know, and I, because of that knowledge, I also qualify for double and triple endorsements. I mean, I'd have to go through all that shit all over mm-hmm. again because it's, I'm so far removed from uh, the from uh, feet, you know, the, you know, the six, 18 wheelers. But, um, yeah, I got all those endorsements. I was like, I had to do it. And, you know, it took people a couple months. I did it in two weeks. I mean, with this insane stress I put on myself, but you know, I couldn't, I didn't think I could pull it off. Let me ask off. you a really quick and question. I did. You can give me a yes or no. If you were Hattie McDaniel, would you have gone to the Oscar Awards and sat outside and then come in and pick your award up then go back out? Thank you. That's all I need to I know. Wouldn't even I wouldn't have gone either. I, 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 I'm sorry, you can keep the damn award. I'm not doing yeah. it. You're not talking to me like that. I wouldn't have gone. I, I just wouldn't have. And she yeah. did, and that's like, well, that's you. I'm not going. <laughs> I just couldn't. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I get she wanted to be acknowledged, but you know, I was like, well, you know, you won, but they can't. You're good enough to, you know, to, to perform for yeah. them, but you can't sit in the exactly. same room. Exactly, that's all them nightclubs. Get the fuck out of here, You could play in there, but you couldn't sit in there. Oh, okay. And uh, and and you know, and that's why I like. I mean, I'm not really a. If you like talk about old school pinups, yeah, I'm more of a Betty Page guy. Yeah, I like Betty Page. But you really have to give it to Marilyn Monroe. She was like, uh, uh, she she was a huge Ella Fritz, Fitzgerald fan, and Ella Fitzgerald wouldn't uh, couldn't play at these. She couldn't uh, she couldn't um, play at uh, these uh, clubs, and uh, so Marilyn said she would never go into that club unless Ella Fitzgerald could uh, walk through the front door and perform here. You know, they right, wouldn't let the her back she door. perform, yeah. but then she had to leave. He's like, if she, yeah, he's like, if she can't come to the front door and stay in here after her performance, I won't, I will, I will talk badly about this place. But she said, but if you let, if you let her perform and uh, agree to my demands, um, not only will I be here for every one of her shows, you know, imagine the draw I will have to your place. And that's, she did that for, a bunch of wow, people. She that. did for Miles Davis too. I, so I was like, "Wow!" I was like, "You really?" It's like you gotta you give, know, you gotta kind of. That's why. Mean, that's, that's pretty why, fucking um, awesome. Stephen Hawking said that you know a time machine would be the worst nightmare for historians because how many people know what they think they know about history's people? You know what I mean? It's like who would have ever thought that Marilyn Monroe was like that because of the generation she grew up in. You know, and you would have thought, oh, I know what she's gonna think how mm-hmm. she's gonna be like, and she's 180 degrees different than what you thought. 
how do you how would it almost makes it impossible to make an educated opinion on some of these people you know that were born you know 80 90 years ago you know you because you didn't have all this social media all the cameras and stuff to where you could get to a a reasonable conclusion on somebody you know i could i would have never thought Marilyn monroe was like yeah. that. It wouldn't even cross my mind to think that that she was like that hey hey surprise surprise motherfucker she was <laughs> Yeah, yeah, she was. I when I when I read yeah, that, that about her, awesome, I was like, man. "That's I fucking awesome." That. Um, what's the most beautiful Hawaii. place you've ever been? Yeah, I, I yeah, I was gonna say me too. Uh, Mau- Maui, our last trip to Maui. Uh, I, when I went with Eloise and Heather, the, I we went on this uh, road to Hana. I, I, every picture I took was like a. And it, you know, even if I just you know stuck the camera out the window, took a picture, it was yep. post you know postcard Absolutely. worthy. I love that place. I you know, I would never want to live there because I, you would get bored real quick if that was your world. But you also wouldn't appreciate yeah, it I, if you, I, do, I if you go. I can't wait yeah, to go back. I want to go back. I was that. just talking. I was yeah. I was just talking to Eloise about it. I'm I'm, I'm yeah, thinking was, I'm going to go back. It was in the, the most beautiful thing. I, mean, I I you know it's funny. My first words, this is the kind of person, you got to remember, I have a filter now. I know you don't believe me, but I do. I have a really good, strong <laughs> filter that I've spent my entire life building. It's working pretty well now, thanks. Now, you know what I said when I got off the plane and looked at, and looked outside of Hawaii with a bunch of people around me so that everybody could hear? I said, oh, I see why white people killed all the natives to get this place. Oh Jesus, dude! <laughs> yeah, I said oh, that they out love loud, when you bring it up too. and everybody was, <laughs> "Why would you say that? Am I lying?" I was—I'm the type of dude that's like, if I'm not lying, <laughs> you can't get that angry at me, <laughs> you know. But if I'm lying, go ahead and go ahead and hit me. And I was like, "I'm not lying. What are you mad for?" That's what they did. Look how beautiful this place is. I'd kill you to live here. Yeah. And, then, and then it just went downhill from there. Uh, no filter at all. But I'm telling you, I had zero filter and that i anyway yeah. that that's what i thought and that's when i realized that hawaii now my dad said there are parts of africa that are like make hawaii look like a slum because he's been africa he's been parts he of said, where it makes him look like a slum oh. i mean you have to go there and i'm like i would love to but that's too many shots <laughs> y'all got Shots, man! I, I, I did everything <laughs> yeah. in Africa is bread to kill you. I, I know. I love y'all. Y'all stay over there, and I just, you know, look. Well, it's no, not nothing near as bad as nothing Australia. As bad as Australia, Australia. Australia. Like where they? What, what did you say once? They teach <laughs> kids at four or five to kill every spider they see. You have to kill it. You can't just let yeah. it be. And you know, you be in there being. No, you have to kill it. Yeah. Okay, the kid. Like, the worst. I don't like them. You better kill it. It'll kill you. <laughs> I couldn't even imagine. And not to mention that kangaroos. People, you know, kangaroos they, are cute, but they will yeah, fucking with their kill feet. you. They will like disembowel dude... you. Did you see that one? And you tell you, I know what you're going to say the guy that was uh, taking video of the, the yeah, that was outside flexing his house, and like, trying to get in. To get in. You're like, that's a ripped motherfucker. What kind of diet you on, dog? That must be no carbs, huh? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I think, yeah. yeah, that kangaroo was lean, but he's like, 
He was doing like human like stuff. Mm-hmm. He was like trying to taunt the guys, pushing on the glass. It is. Kicking and they're like, like seven feet that tall. That is terrifying. Yeah, that's a wild animal. It's not like he's in the, on a, the guy's on a. Yeah, zoo. And he just hops along down it's the his street. It's backyard. So like, come on. Hey, kangaroo. Oh, yeah. Fuck um, that. Oh, God. <laughs> we have some friends in Australia, and uh, he's uh, Mark, and uh, this guy is the husband. And he's like, when you coming down? I was like, fucking never. Yeah. I'm not going to come down way. there because I don't want to die. Okay? I don't want to sit on the couch and something like a pinprick. Next thing I know, I'm seizing something terrible until I tear my body in half because a spider that you can't only, you can only see under a microscope bit me. I'm not coming down there. Jesus Christ. Oh, those fucking wolf spiders! Oh, I saw God that. Damn um, it. As big as your hand. That 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 trench, that spider Ooh. that kills tarantulas, drag 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 a yeah a wolf a, spider. An actual spider, oh. one of them giant spiders away, and a seagull came and ate it, which yeah. I thought was fucking hilarious way to end it. But I'm like, those things are like four and five oh. times smaller than the spiders they paralyze. I'm like, could you imagine fighting a dude that's four or five times bigger than you? Mm-hmm. And you have, and you're, and people, let's say no. every time you fought somebody like that, you win 98% of the time. That's their, that's their percentile. The little ones win yeah. 98% <laughs> of the confrontations they have. 98. Wow. And the thing, like I said, they're so big, but like, like, my dad did say about Africa. He said that um, you got to watch out for these giant spiders. And I told you the story offline, but I'll t- real quick. When my dad went to Africa, they told him to always dig into his shoe first thing in the morning. You know, you have to put your fist in your shoe or shake and then shake it out. Well, my dad didn't do that. He got up because he's tired and he put his foot in one one shoe and it wouldn't go all the way into the other shoe. And he's like, God damn it. He said, oh, yeah, right, right. Shake the shoe. So he took the shoe and he shook it. And he heard a sound like when you slam your hand on the table. That's what he heard hit the floor. Uh huh. And he jumped up and he looked down and it said oh. it was a 13 inch across one of those bird spiders. And I'm like, well, did you, what'd you do? He said, I was a two of, this was my dad at his most honest. He said, I was too afraid to jump off the counter I was on and jump on it. That's how big it was. And my dad doesn't joke. You've met him. Joking is not what he does. Yeah. 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 Very. No, he's very That's dry. He like, I'm crazy all the time. <laughs> uh, but he said, when he said that, I was like, in my head, I was like, I was joking. And I was like, no, nah, my dad don't joke. You really? He's like, I was terrified to jump on that thing, man. I didn't know if I could kill it. I didn't know if I'd just piss it off. And that's, you got to watch out for that stuff. And I'm like, I'm never going over there, man. Oh, oh, oh that's that's awful, dude. I, no. I can't deal with animals that are out there that can kill you like that. So easily, too. <laughs> All right. What is the funny, funniest thing you've ever seen a Ooh. stranger do? Ooh. Well, I'll say... <laughs> I'm such a horrible person. Uh 1992, three, maybe. Uh the San Antonio Spurs are in town. They're watching the movie. David Robinson, uh Vindel Negro and Jack Haley are the players in the uh in the theater where I work. And I said, Hey, Mr. Robinson, nice to see you, you know, welcome to Portland. And I was like, uh, Mr. Del Negro. I said, Oh, Mr. Haley, how you doing? <laughs> and Jack Haley said, I don't know who the fuck you are, kid. And I was like, You're lucky somebody just recognized you, motherfucker. And David Robinson 
couldn't just started laughing. He when he spit out his juice, like, and, and Jack Haley walked over to me and then stopped because I didn't blink. I was like, well, if this is how it's gonna go, this is how it's gonna go. And Jack Haley's like 6'11", 260. I'm like, I'm not afraid of you. So I I don't know what you want there, big guy. We can fight if you have to. And so they do their thing, and that incident happened. And I turn to talk to somebody else, and I hear this screaming in one of the theaters. And it's this guy in his wheelchair, and he's, he's screaming, I got to get away. And the cop showed up because he had been screaming, and I didn't know. I, I was there on um, not as a worker, but just as a person. And so apparently they had been they called the cops on the, on this dude in mm -hmm. the room. The cop showed up. He's on his he's in his wheelchair, wheeling away from the cops as fast as he can. And I mean, his arms are going up, elbows going high, and he's like just firing down on the wheels. And he's going as fast as he can. I'm trying not to laugh. I'm trying so hard not to laugh. Finally, the cops go, "Okay, that's enough." They grab him by each arm, lift him up. Now he's paralyzed on the waist. Now don't know if I mentioned that fact. They put him on the ground. This dude tries okay. to military crawl out the door while the cops are walking on the side of him going, what the hell? He's crawling. I, I, I lost it. I lost it. I have never, <laughs> and I say this a lot, but this thing about it, that was the funniest fucking thing I have ever seen in my entire life was watching that happen. The two NBA players were in tears laughing as this dude's like, I'm going to get away, and he's crawling. The cops like, really? This is what we're doing? And he just calmly picked him up set him in his chair, cuffed him, and went on their way. It was hilarious. Oh, it was great. That's <laughs> crazy. Fantastic. I loved it. <laughs> All right. And yours? Uh, I don't – I have a lot of weird, funny things from – but one that just popped in my head was um, uh, I remember uh, – that was a long time ago because I was dating Claire and we were with Casey and his wife and we had just got out of, uh, we are at the the Schnitzer. Mm -hmm. We just saw Chris Rock and uh, so we're leaving. We're walking to our car our cars and uh, this is it rained like torrential downpour and it was like you know, it, did, it, just, it was clear out but it was it just rained. And uh, this uh, homeless guy comes up to us. Well, he was a bum. He was a bum, straight bum. But he was like, uh, hey, you, got, you have any change? And I was actually going to give him a dollar as I reached in my pocket. And I was like, hold on. Really? And Casey had said no. But, but, but Casey's always doing shit like that. As, but, you know, he's, the, he's that guy that would complain and and at a restaurant, like an unreasonable complaint, and oh, yeah, I'd be like, you know, they're spitting our food now. So now, oh. now I can't. Now I won't. Yeah, he's that guy. So he was like, no, and I was like, wait a minute. Before I could get wait a minute out, he the the, the bum guy goes, whatever, nigger. And I was like, what? <laughs> and I was like, he said no. I was going to give you some money, but fuck you now. And I was like, so, but fuck you now. And then the guy goes, he goes, oh, you're going to give me that money. I should you not. And he starts to walk towards us and he, tr he trips over his own feet. He's, he's half in the bag. He trips over his own feet and lands face first into a, a deep mud puddle. And then we just, all four of us start laughing. 
And I, and I was like, I'm not even oh. mad. I even told him, I was no, like, I'm not even mad think, anymore. Think about the this irony, though. A straight bum with no food, <laughs> no money, no home. Oh, you a nigger. Like, that's an insult. Oh, my God. That's fantastic. That is, that yeah. is, that is, that is such irony. And I was reaching in my pocket. He was just so quick to throw it out. If he had waited two seconds, he would have had some money. But he had to be a racist. But anyway, the, I was like, I, even, I said, I'm not even mad at you anymore. And we just walked away laughing. Oh, that's hilarious. And it was kind of uh, mean, but it was too. funny to me. Yeah, I would have laughed at him calling me a nigger. I would. That would. I could not. That would have made me. I would have. That would have made my week. I would have told every person <laughs> I ever bumped into that story. Because it's so, it's the <laughs> irony that this dude, that this is what they talked about in the South. That as long as they're white, mm-hmm. they're better than you. And even, yeah, even at their even at worst, worst, a bomb with nothing <laughs> is still better than you. You're the nigger. You're the, you're the one that's got that, that's <laughs> nothing. And that's why it's so funny. <laughs> that's why I can't. I would laugh about this rest of the day. That's hilarious. <laughs> I, 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 I it's so funny, nigger. I would have. I said, man, you just made my day. Here's some money anyway. <laughs> I'm buying your. I'm buying your. your, your what you said? To me. <laughs> Give you credit right now. <laughs> All right, I got two more, and we gotta go before yeah, it kicks us out. And I gotta go to bed. Yeah. Um. What are your movie theater oh, popcorn habits? Uh, Back well, when we could go to the theater. I, <laughs> if I'm by myself, I don't buy food. I'll just maybe get a drink or something. Um, but you know, if I'm with someone else, I don't necessarily I, I, I don't necessarily like the popcorn. But you know, I'll get it if they if you know if they want it. Um, but I don't buy popcorn or hot dogs or any of the theaters anymore. Um, one night I came into the theater and I heard in the woman's bathroom a bunch of, you know, retching. And I was like, what the fuck? How, why are they throwing up? It's Saturday. It's only seven o'clock at night. Who's drunk like this? What the hell? And then a dude I knew, his, you know, mm-hmm. his first, let's say his first name was Tony. He uh, he was sitting in the corner eating the popcorn. And I'm like, oh, got that popcorn, man. What's wrong with her? He's like, oh, she, uh, a couple of people ate, pop, ate uh, cockroaches out of these popcorns. And I went, I went, are you kidding me? And you're still oh, eating gosh. it? He said, fuck it, I paid for it. What's, what's a cockroach to me? He said, for some more protein. I was like, okay, um, now I'm going to oh, go throw up. Thanks, bro. Gross. I appreciate that. He said, anytime, bro. I'll catch you after the movie. And he kept eating. And I was like, oh, no. Now, that, that movie that movie going habit is now dead. That was the end of it because I always knew what we did with the popcorn. At least back then. I always knew. But we threw it away if there were holes in it like that, like rats or something got into it. Apparently, some of these other places didn't. That's right. how they got in there because you make it overnight, leave it in the back, so when you get there in the morning, you just have popcorn going in, and then it's already in there. Then you make the fresh popcorn, and people go, oh, popcorn, then they're eating the not fresh stuff. It's all this psychological shit, but yeah. That was... I, yeah, that's all I do. Yeah, I generally... I generally don't get popcorn. Once in a while, I would get. I would get it. But I was more of like, yeah. you know, you get those uh, roasted nuts. I'd get that mostly, stuff like that. Or once in a blue moon, I'd get a pretzel because exactly. it's you know you could see them making it. Other than that, or putting them on the thing. But other than that, I I'm mostly just a drink. Every time I know it's completely psychosomatic. But when I go to a movie, I 
I, and I don't get something to drink, that's all I can think about. You know, and I was, all of a sudden my mouth is super dry. And it's totally in my head. Swallowing, like, but I, I can't help to swallow. So I always will die in here. <laughs> How long is this movie? Yeah, I need a drink. I'm parched. Yeah, so if, or I'll buy one, sit it there, and not yep. touch it. Right, it's just you. like right, you know, it never one. fails. All right, last one. Uh, where is it? There you go. Real yes or uh, one answer, quick. Cake, cake or pie? Uh, I'm a pie guy. I though I do love some cake. Now, but if I get I had choice, somebody make watermelon pie, pie, and that kind of threw me off of pie. Oh my god! I don't. I've never even heard yeah, of that. It, it wasn't even sound it was, appetizing, uh, and I like watermelon. Never again. So anyway. This, this, just, just, oh, watermelon, watermelon pies. Not, not a good thing. Not a good thing. So, yeah, I don't do pies. Don't do pies, sir. Don't do pies. You know what cake I do like? Oh, my favorite pie. I can't eat it as much as I used to. It just doesn't agree with my guts anymore. Uh, But pecan pie. I I like to, uh, what was it? uh, My dad would bring home pecan and like raisin cookies. I used to love those things, boy. Oh, can't even find them anymore. Oh man, but f- favorite cake, Trace Leches. I, I love Trace Leches, lemon cake, but that's simple, huh? Oh, yeah, that's good. Trace Leches was what's good, but you have to eat it when it's made, otherwise, you don't want to visit Trace Leches in a couple days. Wow. It's gonna be gross. All right, we've covered the gambit today, and uh. You know what I was thinking? We've said the N-word a, a lot in this episode. Put up a warning? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, put up a trigger warning. <laughs> no. Hey, hey. <laughs> I'm going to call the episode Nick wow. Tech. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I think I had a heart attack. <laughs> That's funny. I don't think I don't think, I don't think iTunes don't would let me anyway. Uh, sir, as funny as this may be, you can't. We can't have you. <laughs> All right, folks. Uh, that being said, we're going to have an extensive—well, not extensive—but I do want to talk, really get into Wandavision and some more theories I got. Um, Peace. We'll see you next week. <laughs>